Hey everybody, this is Sam with Paranormal Overtime. And I realized doing the bonus episode last week, announcing that we were coming back, probably didn't answer all your questions. And I really didn't give you a vision about what Paranormal Overtime is truly going to look like. So, I want to make sure that I go through that and go over that. Paranormal Review was one of my first podcasts, and it was set up for me to watch different shows kind of pick them apart, and ask questions that I thought they should have asked, and try to find the answers, or ask follow-up questions that they didn't ask, or delve into the history. And then, towards the end, I guess I was getting... Not bored with the podcast. I was getting frustrated, I think. Because I was wanting to cover controversial topics. And I did in one of the last episodes of Paranormal Review. Which should be on this podcast if you scroll back a couple episodes. I got into the Bothell Hell House in Bothell, Washington. And people who only watched Ghost Adventures thought of this as the fake couple who just wanted to be on TV. So they sprayed it, spray painted 666 all over. And. I happened to hear Keith, and I can't remember his last name. He'll eventually probably write me and tell me, or one of you guys will. I do remember his first name's Keith. I heard him, I believe, on the Creaking Door podcast. And he explained a lot of what was happening. How it was happening. How it continued to happen. And the people that came before Ghost Adventures. And then the people who came after Ghost Adventures. What their findings were. How they got them. How they investigated deeper. And in that episode I also went into what was going on with Ghost Adventures, the team itself, considering I think it was two or three weeks earlier, Nick had left the team, Nick Groff, and why he left the team and the feelings it brought. I also talked about Jay and... Mr. DJ Inferno himself, Billy. Um, This 
not being their first investigation because they've been there for years, but it being their first investigation really on camera, where what they thought or what they found or what they said was really going to be evaluated by fans. And so I tried to kind of give both sides. And originally when I first put put it out and I put it up on social media that it was out, a lot of people said, I don't want to hear this episode. If you're going to take up for Keith Lindell, I told you I would remember his name, um, then I don't want to hear it. Because Ghost Adventures said they're fake, so they're fake. And the numbers of the show eventually went up of people listening. But I was kind of shocked. Because I thought I was fair. And maybe I wasn't. Then I did another TV review episode. And then it came out that Tony Sparrow, who is the son-of-law of of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who runs the Warren uh, Museum and keeps track of Annabelle, uh, Zach had invited out, I think, three years previous. And what had happened in that show. And how there were hard feelings on both sides. Still. Three years later. And so. That was going on in the paper. So I did an episode. Just about that. It wasn't about anything on the TV. Even though. I went over a little bit of of the Annabelle episode. And how. Zach. Blatantly. Broke the rules. And I also talked about other things that I had found out from other newspaper articles or people that had attended um, a Warren's dinner where Annabelle was present. Uh, I think they bill it as come meet Annabelle and have dinner with her or something like that. And then we talked about Zach and his feelings on the situation and how he feels about Annabelle. Well, that stirred up some controversy. As far as in different groups that I was in, uh, the actual Travel Channel Ghost Adventures group refused to post that, that episode. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, there were other groups that were more than happy to post it as long as I ensured them that I was going to trash that. And I was like, look, the episodes already made. What I've said is what I say. And it was then I was like, I've got a lot to do. We were in the kind of middle of the pandemic. I was kind of working from home, doing a lot of freelance 
and saw jobs. And then I was trying to run not only Paranormal Review, but two other podcasts. And it got overwhelming. Because it was then I learned that if you allow yourself to go down the Reddit rabbit hole, you can think you've been on Reddit for an hour and you look up and you've wasted three hours of your life that you're not getting back. Reading all of people's gripes and whose side they're on and whose side they're not and why and then bringing up other topics and stuff like that was happening to me. I was getting involved in what people were saying when I didn't really need to be. So, basically, I said, oh, I'll do an episode next week. Oh, I'll do an episode next week. Oh, I'll do an episode next week. And then the holidays come around, and I was like, oh, I can't do an episode. It'll have to wait till the first of the year. No one will care. Um, I'm, I'll just wait till after the first year. First of the year came, and I found other things to do, and then I was like, I kind of wanted to start it back up, and I didn't know how. How do you explain to your listeners that have been listening to you I just got tired of it. I got tired of doing the research or watching the TV show and then doing the research and trying to figure out what side... I always tried to present both sides, but which side was I going to come down on as far as did I think this could possibly be real that I think this could possibly be fake. And when I thought, I don't really know what to tell the listeners, I kept putting it off again. So about May, I guess it was, mid-May, I got Discovery Plus. And I said, oh, I'm I'm getting Discovery Plus for the history part and the animals and all that. Well, I went on the paranormal section and I saw how many documentaries they had on there about different topics and how they had taken certain shows And they had episode one through a billion that they've made. Or they had the seasons that were on the Travel Channel that either I hadn't seen or hadn't seen in a long time. Um, And that interests me. And I kept saying, I'm going to start the podcast and I'm going to start watching again. 
Well, about June, I guess it was. That's when I realized, do I just want to do TV show reviews? Do I want to be a TV show reviewer? And in June, I started revamping a lot of my other podcasts. And I started putting them all under one brand or network, whichever one you want to call it. It's the Overtime Network. And I started off rebranding my wrestling podcast, professional wrestling podcast. And I realized calling it wrestling overtime was a little bit confusing to some people because they thought they were getting college wrestling or they were getting like Greco-Roman wrestling, Olympic wrestling. So I decided to rebrand it, start completely from scratch with a brand new vision. And I started with it probably back in January, maybe. And so it had been running for about six months. And I really enjoyed it because in the beginning, I started doing it like Paranormal Review and I was reviewing wrestling shows. And I started listening to some other podcasts about wrestling and I realized they're doing it too. And I thought, why would someone that was a professional wrestling fan who watches Monday Night Raw regularly, they watched it last night, why do they need me to recap it for them? They just watched it. So when you go on that podcast and just look at the topics, you can see where I kind of made a change. And I went to topical discussions. I talked about news and rumors. Or I would pick out a storyline that they were doing. And talk about what I thought of it. And why. And and what I had learned through some of my research. Then, I think it was February 20th. I started a brand new podcast. It was the Daily Sports Betting Overtime Podcast. And it's been basically daily I got really sick I think in March April and I took probably a week off and then in June again and I'm still dealing with it I've had this cough and a little bit feeling fatigued since about June 6th, June 7th, and today's July 12th, so it's been a little over a month, and I'm thinking about going back to the doctor, I've been once, I don't have COVID, they gave me 
some allergy sinus medicine and it helped for about a day, day and a half. And then I've been stuck in this zone. And sometimes you'll hear me cough. Sometimes I'll get to the button in time and you won't hear me cough, but you'll hear this, the recording click off and then click back on. <coughs> of course, as I talk about it, of course I would do it. So, then, on June 20th, I, or, was it June 13th? It was, it may have been June 13th. June 13th or June 20th, I started a brand new podcast, which is National Sports Overtime. And, I'm doing it the same way. I'm talking a little bit about news. I'm talking a little bit about motivation. I'm talking about coaching. I'm not recapping games. Now, on there as a bonus, I am putting the Daily Sports Betting um, Overtime Podcast on there. (coughs) And a lot of people seem to like that. But... I decided after the National Sports Overtime, I thought I'm going to bring Paranormal Review back. It's going to be called Paranormal Overtime. As you can see, if you're listening to this in your favorite podcatcher, um, I changed the logo, made it a little scary slash funny. And my vision of this is, yes, I may take episode 23 of some show, watch it. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to recap it. I think I'm going to put it in my own words. And we're going to talk about the overlying topic of that particular episode. Whether it's that there's a poltergeist in there, or whether it is um, someone died in the house and is now haunting it, um, or somebody's redecorating, or renovating, or whatever, and it's causing the spirits to be upset. But I'm also wanting to branch out. I want to study some investigators. Before I shut down basically Paranormal Review, I was really getting into the show Holter Files. I had never heard of Hans Holter. And part of this podcast is going to be me um, not only watching that show, but kind of exploring him, his life, his big cases, things like that, and what people think of about him and why. I want to explore places. Um, I know sometimes if you type in a certain place, um, 
the Ohio Reformatory. Or um, Brushy Mountain State Prison. Um, you know, um, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. You can find where eight shows have been there. And when you watch them, those eight shows have the basics the same, but they'll branch off on this certain story. And then another TV show will have that story, but that's not the story they concentrate on. It's another story, and they branch off on it. And... I kind of wondered why. What's the big deal? And so I I think I want to investigate some places. And that may lead to stories. Because like Goatsman's Bridge has a story. It's not somewhere someone lives. It's a bridge. And so... It has a story, and does that make you have experiences because you've heard that story? So that's kind of what this podcast is now going to be about. The reason why we're called the Overtime Network is because I feel like a lot of times I'm working overtime on an episode or a segment of a set of episodes. For those of you who have never heard me, I do all kinds of different stuff as far as write for different websites, and then I've just told you have four podcasts going. Who knows? May I add another one? I don't know. And I sleep very little. And then I do some consulting work and, and other things. I, year before last, took away a coaching job after being out of coach, coaching for years. Um, so a lot depends on what I'm doing. And like I said, it feels like sometimes I'm working overtime. But not... Really, most of the time it feels like, oh, it's one o'clock in the morning, and then, you know, I realize, oh, I'm out of the Coke, let me go in the kitchen, I need to get another Coke, and I look at the clock, and I'm like, it's 6.30, what have I been doing for five and a half hours? And I really have to concentrate and think. I've tried to get it in the habit now. I've put it in on my calendar or on my checking things off my to-do list. Because that way I know what I did for, for those five and a half hours. They're not just lost out in Wonderland. I know for an hour I wrote. I know for an hour 
I recorded a certain podcast and then it took me an hour to get it situated, fixed, description through, get it uploaded, all of that. And so the working of overtime is not necessarily a negative connotation and I don't want you guys to think that. How long are these going to be? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I just glanced down and we're at 24 minute mark. I believe in the saying, as long as you are being interesting. You're telling a story, you're telling something somebody wants to hear. Then you go as long as necessary. And people will stick with it. Now, they may be listening on their way to work, get to work, have to stop you and pick you back up at lunch break or on the way home from work. But if you're talking about something they're interested in or you're telling them something new, they will pick you back up. So that's the reason why I'm not going to tell you this is going to be a 15-minute podcast or that it's going to be half an hour. I would like to try to keep episodes between a half an hour and 45 minutes. They say that the average commute for people is 26 minutes. I don't know that people in L.A. believe that. So I'm going to try to keep it around there. However, if we get involved in an interesting topic... Sometimes I'll plan doing part one, part two, and I'll split them. Other times I get going, and like I said, I look up, and we've been talking an hour and a half, and I didn't even realize it. So there may be hour-long episodes or hour-and-a-half-long episodes. I'm not going to do a five-hour episode. There's no way. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. But I'm going to try to jazz it up, do different topics, but also to do reviews of the actual TV shows that you can pull up on YouTube, you can pull up on Discovery Plus, you can pull up on the Travel Channel, the Sci-Fi Channel, um... I think there's a new one maybe on Vice. Um, I'm not going to stick to all new ones though. I really want to get into paranormal state. The only problem is, is, and I've been taping it now for a couple months now. I think about two and a half months. The only problem is... Whatever network it's on, I want to say it's A&E. They're not showing them in order, obviously. So that's going to make it weird for me. Because I would love to see the first episode that Katrina Weidman shows up in. And then be able to watch her grow as an investigator. Watch her grow how she explains things. Because... She caught my eye in Paranormal Lockdown. I really 
enjoyed a lot of her explanations because they were simple, they were to the point, and to me, they made sense. So, was she like that from the very first time she appeared on camera at Paranormal State? Because I do know she was considered a trainee by Ryan during that. I've never watched not one episode of Paranormal State. And so I think it would be interesting for me to explore. Why? Well, this is where, for those of you who have never heard me do an episode or anything, or the point of view that I'm coming from, I need to go ahead and let you know that. Um... I probably was the biggest skeptic you have ever met when I was younger. Um, I was raised in the church. I was raised that that stuff doesn't happen. I started watching some of these shows because one of my best friends did. And she told me how funny they were and how they had history in them. Well, that's what got me, was the history of the place, or the history of the group, or what had been happening to others, and so that latched me on to watching them. Then that same best friend, um, trying to think, I believe it was Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. We went down there, I think, for the NCAA basketball tournaments. The first and second round. Well, as you know, you have a day between. They usually either happen Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. Whatever the day between was, Nashville now has, I don't know, like 10 ghost stores. But when we first went, I think they had three. <clears throat> and we took what they were billing as the original one. And I hadn't been on a ghost tour. She really hadn't. We showed up early. And I talked to the guy that was running it, and he talked to me about history. So again, he snacked me. And I enjoyed it, other than I wish they would have told us how long it was, how much walking we would have been doing. And that over half of it was going to be uphill. Because if you know where Broadway is, where all the bars are, you start there, and then you walk clear up to the Capitol around, um, you end up on Church Street. Then you walk down, I think it's 2nd Avenue, but you then go over to Printer's Alley. And then they loop back around to take you, is it the Hermitage Hotel? 
that's on Second Avenue. I don't know. It's wherever the Capitol Grill is. And then they walk you down Broadway and tell you some things about the river and all that. It was like two and a half hours long. It was like $10 or something like that, $15. And I learned so much about Nashville. I loved it. Did I believe half the stories? Uh, no. Did I see anything? <clears throat> no. So, that continued me being a skeptic. Now where I sit, have I experienced anything? No. Because I've went on ghost walking tours. I've never actually been on an investigation. I don't know that I want to. Um, I do like going on these ghost walking tours or bus tours. I think they're pretty fun. And like I said, I get a lot of history. So that's kind of the point of view I'm looking at it. Some of these TV shows, I don't know if they ask follow-up questions. If they do, sometimes they don't put them in. Because there's some real obvious follow-up questions that you would ask. And they don't do it. So I'm going to be talking about that. And when we're talking about a case that someone did, then I want to put out what the people who investigated it found and thought. But then I also want to look at the people who tried to retrace their steps and what they found and if the case is majorly old I want to know has it happened again and if not why so that's where we are going I have decided to start with what everybody I think considers pioneers of the paranormal investigation using mediums or clairvoyant um, using demonologists and they have I didn't know them until a couple years ago, but in the paranormal community, seems like they are a line. You're either for Ed and Lorraine Warren, or you think they were a bunch of heisters that were trying to make money. And I don't know where I stand, because I don't know a whole lot about them. And so this comes the next revealing part about me. I'm a big old chicken. I don't do scary movies. Have I seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Have I seen Damien 
an omen and that, yes, I have. But have I seen The Conjuring? No. When it came out, I wasn't even interested in this stuff. Actually, I don't know when it came out. Maybe it didn't come out. I don't know when it came out. Maybe I wasn't old enough to even see it. I don't know. Um, but I've never wanted to see not one of those movies. When I see them advertised on TV, looks like a bunch of garbage junk to me. So, yeah, you you don't get a whole lot from me out of it. I don't know the ins and outs of Amityville or the Ingville Pope Poltergeist that went in London, I think. I don't know anything about it. So that is what I'm going to start with. The very next episode is going to be my introduction to Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's going to be skimming basic uh, background and biographical facts, um, the society that they started, and the museum I mentioned earlier, and them training different people to do different things. Um, how they agreed to make the movies and how they signed away part of their rights the first time and it allowed the script writers and the producers and the directors and all of that to almost totally change what happened in the case and sensationalize it a lot more for the movie in order to give swerves and twists and turns and scary moments and what they felt like. How long is that first episode going to be? I'm telling you, I have no clue. I need to research. I need to actually get down and figure out who the Warrens were on a surface level because then I think I may change my mind and if I do I will tell you but I think then the episode after the introduction to Ed and Lorraine Warren is gonna be one of their cases where I'm going to get into the location, what happened uh, before they even became involved, uh, maybe the reason why they ended up getting involved, and then talking about what Ed and Lorraine Warren did in that particular case. What conclusions did they come from? What did they learn? And then kind of come up with what I have learned about Ed and Lorraine Warren themselves what maybe I've learned about myself but definitely what I've learned about the case will the very next episode be another case of theirs 
I don't know. It may be a TV review. I may be tired of playing with the Warrens at that time and want to do a TV review on one of the documentaries, on a show, or talking about the formation of a team that's on TV or something like that. But I have a plan of picking, I think when I looked and and did my preliminary research, I think the Warrens had six big cases that were either turned into books, movies, or that they talked about all the time in the lectures, trainings, and conferences that they went to. And so I want to make sure that I do those. So that's going to be the first set of episodes. Is going to be about the Warrens and their case. And uh, we'll kind of go at it from there. And you guys can write me and talk to me. I will be giving you out. I've got to switch over my email address. (coughs) I'll be making sure you know how to contact me and everything um, so that that way you can tell me what you're thinking. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, is there a case of the Warrens you definitely want me to go into? Um, is there a TV show that you absolutely love and You want to know more about it, or you want to know my thoughts on it, or you just want to tell me to watch it because you think it's so great. So, um, because right now everything is under paranormal review. Um, My email right now is paranormal review pod, that's singular, paranormal review pod, P O D, at gmail.com. The page. That is up on Facebook as Paranormal Review, but you'll see the new logo that says Paranormal Overtime. I've gotten that far with that. Um, Twitter has been probably three-fourths of the way changed. Um, if you guys were following Paranormal Review before, you've noticed the new... Um, profile pic you've noticed that the at has changed and and stuff like that so i hope you like this introduction to me the introduction to the podcast what is changing in it and then where we're going with it as far as starting with the warrens The question I did forget to answer was, how often are these going to be every day? I'm going to go ahead and tell you, probably not. Now, I may get on a roll and have a day off and may sit here and watch a bunch of shows or do research on a particular area or whatever. And yeah, you might get episodes every day for five days straight. And then 
it'll be a week before you get another one. Um, it's going to depend. I'm just going to be real honest in what I'm doing at the time in my life. But also, how long is it going to take me to research it? If I, I think, um, Adamyville, I can never say that correctly, is going to take a long time. But I think I'm going to try to do twice weekly podcasts and just break it up and do the original family story part in an episode of maybe half an hour. And then you get another episode later that week about the Lutzes and them staying there 28 days and what they said happened and it being a half an hour, 45 minutes. And then the following week, you'll get two episodes and keep kind of doing that until we get the case done. So hopefully this is interesting. Hopefully my humor and dry wit will keep you entertained and hopefully it'll make you think. But the main thing that I want to get you to do is get you to challenge yourself. Hey, I need to rewatch that. Hey, I need to research that. Hey, I need to pick up that book. Oh, Sam mentioned a podcast. I want to look that podcast up and listen to that episode and really hear it for myself. So this is going to be a little bit more than exploring the paranormal. I think it's going to be about exploring yourself somewhat. One of my friends, when I told them about this, said, Are you going to do conspiracies? And my answer was, I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theory nut. Do I believe them all? No. Do I believe in some of them? Yeah. Because I can't explain them. If I could explain them, then no, I wouldn't believe them. So, uh, you have to watch that. As far as um, if I start doing conspiracy theories. It'll only probably be every once in a while. Although they say some of these paranormal cases are conspiracy theories. So if you have a place that in mind or a conspiracy or a show or a set of investigators or anything like that, for now, feel free to write me at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com and tell me that. I hope you liked this episode. I hope you will subscribe or follow whichever one your podcatcher does. This should be now on all platforms and should be switched over to Paranormal Overtime so that you can find it. And just make sure you subscribe because what it will do is then deliver it every time there's a new episode to your podcatcher. So you won't miss one. You won't have to keep remembering. I gotta look that up this week. So, 
I hope that all of you guys have a wonderful day and that you enjoyed the podcast. I will be talking to you very soon, like I said, about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, and I will see you somewhere down the road.